Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We were talking about uh, our Hawks' four-game losing streak. Trey Young, I asked about the signature uh, moments this year. Um, And and we got to go back two seasons, basically, when you start talking about wins and those moments where you go, wow, right? Mm. And JB says, Dukes, you guys are right about one thing. Uh, Our fans are soft. I just think we have to have an expectation for our stars. When we don't do that in our city, we're letting these guys slide. They can do pretty much anything, doesn't matter, and they're not held accountable. If at some point Desmond Ritter Mike becomes a starting quarterback and becomes a star in the NFL, the expectation level goes up for us on this program. Right now, we're not there because, let's be honest, we don't know if he's the guy or not. We're still kind of, eh. But if he becomes that guy, Mike, it changes. When Matt Ryan became a bona fide star, whether you liked him or not, we talked about it every stinking week, his performances mattered. What he did mattered. Whether he helped us win or lose mattered. We got to have expectations for our stars in this city. And if you don't, then this is not going to be the kind of city that responds to their sports teams the way we need to. We just can't allow anything. Well, he wasn't good last night. It doesn't matter. That's not how this works. That's why I said a bunch of jock-sniffing softies. I mean, like last last month, we had guys going, well, you know, Marcus Murray would have had a child. Yeah, he came here and worked for free. I told you when you were on vacation, I said, yeah, he took a mega bus to California, and he he rode a boat to get home to Hawaii. Maybe you had guys crying over that. A guy with no legacy, a freaking journeyman. And you guys, is that what it is? And we're just so Sally, I oh, can't say that, that's sexist. We're so sensitive now about all this stuff. I mean, my God, Carl just said it. I mean, to whom much is given, much is expected. Trey's making a gazillion dollars. I'm not getting in his pocket. He's supposed to be, by the virtue of the contract, one of the top ten players in this league. And we saw him do it. That's one thing. If Trey had never beat the Knicks, never beat the Sixers, never had a situation where the Bucks were actually, maybe that was going to go seven if he stays healthy. He did these things. And then he got money. And then and, and I'm not going to sound like Skip Bayless and then correlate that to now he's given up. But where is the killer instinct? Trey has a killer instinct. I haven't seen it in about 18 months. That's the problem. That's the question to me. Too much going on, man. Too much. Too much. Uh, and when I say that, I'm talking about whether it's the team, whether it's the makeup of the team, the chemistry, the injuries, um, the, the, the guy that paid him. 
is no longer running this organization. Right. All these things matter, and then you start to say, okay, how much is it affecting him? Some guys can compartmentalize, Mike. Some guys can just go, all this crap out here right. doesn't matter, and I'm going to be – Kobe was that guy. Right. It didn't matter. Kobe was going through an alleged rape situation and was killing every night because that's just who he was. Some guys have it like that. Some guys don't. And, and I don't know if that's the case with, with, with right. our guy, but I will say – that we have to have accountability for our stars. And to me, another part of this equation is Nate. Because whether Nate has done everything right, like I think you could pick like any coach. Carl, you watch a manager for 162, you're going to find fault. You watch Nate for 82 games, you're going to go, what are we doing there? Why is that calling a timeout? What's this rotation? Why don't they design plays for uh, John Collins? Why do you give John Collins the money if he's just going to be a guy who every once in a while goes for 22? And then the rest of the week, he's eight, he's seven. You know, he's like, he's just a guy. So all this, to me, it's got to start with, what is Landry Jones doing? Okay, why don't you have a conversation with Tony Ressler and say, before we hemorrhage more losses and find ourselves really in dire straits, mm. go find somebody. And Carl, you came up with a name three weeks ago, Kenny Atkinson. I think that's a good, that's a place to start. But let's go get somebody. Look at what Jacques Vaughn is doing with that hot mess that is Brooklyn. Okay, Nash might be one of the greatest players to dress out, but he couldn't coach a team. Jacques Vaughn comes in, he's pushing all the right buttons in Brooklyn right now. They like him. It helps. They like him. When you like your boss, you work harder. It helps. 404-741-0929. Ezekiel was pointing that out about Nash not being a good coach. Jacques Vaughn is doing a good job. Gosh, he might be coach of the year if this continues. Right. I mean, seriously. Hey, well, you got to un- unlock the riddle that is Ben Simmons, and that requires a degree in psychology, too. Well, psychology. What about Kyrie? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But I'm serious. Like, to just have him focus on ball, Mike, you were at the game. Right. Kyrie is amazing, guys, when it comes to hoops. Right. Like, he scores at will. He does things. Hey, he had our crowd going, oh, yeah. it, because that's who he is. But the other stuff, if you can just get him to focus on that, and I think Jacques Vaughn has done that, and KD, don't worry about all this other stuff. And all of a sudden now they look like one of the best teams in the NBA they might be. All right, more on the Hawks coming up. Appreciate all the text and tweets. Follow Mike Bell. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I may put him up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell 929, follow this radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're on the gram as well and across all other social media platforms. Turtle, let's get to an NFL blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. All right. We've known that Dave Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, has wanted a big-time coach. He also wants a big-time quarterback. Mm. Now, I don't know if Sam Darnold is going to be there, but, Mike, is Dave Tepper going to hire Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh? Well, he wants to make a splash. I think you can make an argument that Wilkes did a hell of a job when you consider Sam Darnold went for uh, you know a nice little run. Seven touchdowns, only one interception. They, they Obviously, they came up short in the last game, but I thought Wilkes did a hell of – I mean, but they just – that's not the way billionaires think. They want to make a splash, and if you think Harbaugh – look, you might think Harbaugh is a jerk in a self-involved toolbox that wears khakis and, you know – eats a steak and drinks milk with it. Yes, all of that stuff. But he is a hell of a football coach. And he, in the middle of a season, said, Alex Smith, eh, I know you're back and healthy. I'm going with the kid. And Kaepernick, they ran that all the way to three NFC championships and a trip to the Super Bowl. And he's done a pretty nice job, even though they were at the front, show him the door in Michigan. So, yes, that, that creep can coach. So I don't want him in this division, if I'm honest. Yeah. And they got to go get a quarterback, though. Well, unless you feel that Sam Darnold's reclamation no. project has come full circle. No, I, I do think they have to go get a quarterback. I, I'll say this, though. Uh, again, I keep getting back to what is Coach Arthur Smith going to look like with players, with a stacked roster, with star power and edge rushers. Mike, what, what is he going to look like? What is this going to look like? I've seen what it looks like without all of that. 
And I've been impressed, so I'm not afraid of Harbaugh. But if you're saying who's the next coach going to be at Tampa, for example, if, if it's not Todd Bowles, because, again, I think if he don't win the playoffs and that, that team gets dismantled, that'll be a different look. The Saints are a mess, guys. I mean, Dennis Allen, I don't know if he's there. So you're talking about potentially three coaching changes between now and next season just in this division. And if Harbaugh comes in, Mike, yeah, he's got a proven track record, but I like what our guy has done. We just got to get more personnel, better personnel. We just do. You mentioned uh, Todd Bowles. I mean, you could argue, and we have argued for this before, there's really no point in the Bucs playing their starters against us on Sunday. Uh, Other than you're not going to finish at at five. Remember, there's no more 500 guys with a 17-week skit, so it's eight and nine. Does Tom Brady's ego force him to play this game so he finishes nine and eight? Is that really what it's about? Aren't there bigger fish to fry? I mean, guys, the Bucks have played six consecutive games. Uh, you know, they had a bye in week 11. And the idea that uh, you're going to play your starters as banged up as, as they've been? Or do you say, now that Brady's finally making connections with Evans, I want to roll that momentum through? I don't know. i I got to be honest. If I'm Todd Bowles, put the bums in, man. Do you play a half? Do you believe in that? I mean, to me, I just, I, I'd mitigate all the risk and just start, start, tra- is it trash the back? Whoever the backup is. Gabbard, get out there, man. Gabbard just saved those people on the, uh, Jetskis last week. Yeah, he sure did. Blake Gabbard. Yeah, I, I don't know if I believe in that either at this point. But listen, there's something to be said about momentum. And if you believe what you saw last week, yeah, maybe you do play him. I don't think it's worth it. According to the Fan Nation page for the Buccaneers, they've said, as we said yesterday, that right now they plan on everybody playing. But the determination will be made later in the week. Of course. Because I'm not going to play my hand until the Falcons were playing Tom Brady. What's yeah. up, Bo? Yeah, you can only, but you can only rest so many players. We talked about this on Peace Street Football. Now, there are guys that are banged up, right? Mm-hmm. The guys that have been, like, Leonard Fournette is public. He's been playing banged up. You know, Julio Jones, well, he never plays. So that's Who? not a – yeah, Who? exactly. But Brady maybe plays a half, keep a little bit of momentum. But then you rest. But you can't – you know, looking at the defense, maybe you rest older guys like a Levante David and a Vita Vea who's had moments being banged up. But other than that, you really can't rest a lot of guys. You can elevate a couple of players from the practice squad as a standard elevation and make these other guys inactive. But – you are somewhat limited hmm. of how many guys you can rest. By the way, Ryan Jensen. Julio. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Jensen, who hurt his knee all the way back in the pre- in camp preseason, he's been designated to return from IR, but they still a little skittish about putting him. So that's one guy you'd never see in this oh, game. Oh, yeah. But I'm, he may be able to play in the playoffs. I forgot. He was big for them. Right. Yeah. Interesting. More on this coming up. We'll ask Coach about it as well. It's Dukes and Bell. It's our NFL Blitz. Brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. You want to know why Sean Payton has a draft philosophy? Listen to Sean Payton. Now, I don't know where he's going to end up. He will be back in the league. He will have choices. There will be draft compensation to get him. But the team that decides to do it, they won't care. Sean Payton says, Mike, he does not draft smaller players high in the draft. Let's say we're looking at a corner, and our requirement for prototype at that position is 5'11". And we're going to take this player in the first six or seven picks and he's off of that you'd say oh how much he's 5'10 or he's 5'9 there's a point at which you turn and say all right and bill would say this does he walk on water you told me that yeah Yeah. and and if the answer is yes then we're going to look at aaron glenn some more yeah we drafted aaron glenn yeah but when that topic comes up and and you just see the mistakes really recently and we go all the way back to Cleveland and, and you know, they had the movie Draft Day and I've said this before and, and, and right at the very end, Costner makes the right decision in the movie. 
But in real life, not Hollywood, we they drafted Johnny Manziel. It's true. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is it, – it sets it sets your franchise back. Look at the Jets, man. They've, I mean, how many franchises have like the Jets? You had Sam Darnold and then you go with Zach Wilson. You've got two top three picks mm. in within, what, five years of each other, Chris? And uh, Chris Jets fan, long-suffering Jets fan. And then you get into – is Bryce, you see, the thing about Bryce Young, he checked off a lot of boxes for a lot of people watching that game after the miserable performance against uh, Michigan. But you say that most Ohio State quarterbacks, they, they come from a top-heavy league and they play in a system that when you come to the NFL, it doesn't generally work out. You're talking about CJ? Yeah, talking about CJ Stroud. Yeah, you mentioned Bryce. I'm sorry, Bryce Young, he's good to go. And that's the, if you want to mention that, I remember the Kyler Murray thing. Oh, he's, luckily he's got that quarter inch. He's tall enough to play in the NFL. Now, Kyler Murray may have something wrong between the ears. But, yeah, Bryce Young, and how many people were impressed by Bryce Young doing his job in the uh, in the Cotton Bowl? But C.J. Stroud, do you think Ohio quarter, Ohio State quarterbacks, his fields, we know what he's doing. Yeah. Playing better, got the hip injury. He's not going to set the rushing record this year, not this week. Yeah, I, I, I think every guy is individually. I mean, I, I can't – this whole thing where all these guys have sucked and they're all bad, what were their circumstances? Who were they drafted to? What team did they play for? What coach? All that stuff matters. You could look at Justin Fields and say the same thing. They fired the entire staff after his first season, and now he's got, you know, Eberflus and company. I, I, it took Getzey a whole season to realize how to use him. That's the OC in, in Chicago. I don't know, Mike. I think that C.J. Stroud showed me. I think his, his draft stock went up just a little bit. Right. If you thought he was a top pick, I think he, he's, he's improved that by playing the way he did against Georgia. And then you got guys, you know, you saw Will Levis when you went to see Kentucky against Georgia. And then one of the blows me away, and again, already guys written this up. I know we got one more week of regular season, but these mock drafts are coming out. And it's like Anthony Richardson in the top 15. Anthony Richardson is the most inconsistent. He was so inconsistent at, uh, at Florida. To me, like, how would you take a flyer on that guy in the top 10? Yeah, promise with athleticism and all the, the, the big things that you like, arm, et cetera. He's not ready to play. He will sit. He, right. will, he will get drafted by somebody, and he will sit. He's not a guy that you're going to instill, mm. uh, install immediately. Hey, uh, by the way, there's still some talk. The NFL has got wiggle room in the sense that you could push the entire season back and use one of those, the bye week, usually two weeks before the Super Bowl. I know we covered some of those scenarios yesterday. You, you think they're really going to do that? Well, because now, now, that, now that the initial shock of what happened to DeMar Hamlin is, is subsided a little bit with the nation and some of the folks that cover sports, you start to say, you know, there, there's still a chance, you know, you got to set this, you know, yeah, Buffalo's still got a chance to be the number one seed in the playoffs. And if they don't play this game, that's not going to happen. Kansas City will hold on to it. Yeah, I, I, there's so many scenarios, and I want to give it time. We're, we're going to get into this because I, I do think the NFL has a major decision to make. Again, if you can separate this, mm. the decision they made to not play the other night was the right decision. Now, the decision they make to play and make this game up and the consequences that are involved with it, with the standings and how it affects, you know, teams in the playoffs, that's a different decision. You can't put those two together and go, well, it's being disrespectful to what happened to this young man. They didn't play the other night. Now the league has to, to look at this and go, what's in the best interest of our league for the players who are going to participate in the playoffs, Mike? And there's four or five scenarios. I don't know which one is right. I, I, we're going to go over this because I want to give it time because there's, mm. it's not just we'll play the game. No, I mean, especially you got game, you got you got two, a bunch of teams that are under five hundred eliminated from the playoffs. You're going to push that game back a week? Come on, it's a lot, man. It really is. NFL Blitz again, brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMen'sMedical.com. We started the show talking about the dogs because it's a big week. We're counting down to the national championship. We got some special programming coming up. We're going to be telling you guys about getting you ready on Monday night for the national championship game. But when we come back, Kirby. 
and Stetson. And we'll t- let you hear from both of these guys talking about their roles moving forward against TCU on Sports Radio 90. Championship week. Georgia going for Natty, number two under Kirby. Who would have thunk that, man, just a couple years ago? Sitting down with Kirby at SEC Media Days, Carl and I. Kirby on the record and off the record basically telling you he needs, I need bigger players. <laughs> I need a better offensive line. Just unbelievable stuff, man. We'll talk more about that. Uh, coming up with our man Connor Riley at 4 o'clock. But we started the show. A lot of folks yesterday responded when we put it on social media. Some Georgia fans said when he called out Stetson Bennett after winning the uh, semifinal game, really, they, they, it was like nothing to see here. Kirby has uh, got accountability. But i got to be honest, Carl and I pointed this out earlier, Carl. There's a lot of blame to go around. That game was uh, certainly not Georgia's A game, and there were a lot of mistakes that were certainly made on the secondary, unless that was stuff that was blueprint and not specific individual. Let me ask you this about, about those comments with, with Kirby and, and Stetson. And I said this to Chris and, and, and Bo. Have you ever heard Kirby say, you know what? Our defensive tackle just needs to play better. Our star linebacker has to play right. better. You know what? Our corner, man, he's got a couple of blown coverages out there, and, and we're giving up too much. Have you ever heard him say that? No. You haven't. And if you're going to tell me, well, it's different with the quarterback, the point is the consistency he's had about how he's handled uh, what he says about players has been the same until the other night. And then when that happens and you go, well, why would he say it? And I think that's the thing we're all kind of do. You know, why would Kirby say that? Is he, is he just saying it out of frustration? Is he saying it to, to temper maybe Stetson Bennett a little bit and say, hey, I know what sparks him. And by the way, me criticizing him in this way is going to spark him to play better. I'm like, I don't know. Kirby knows Stetson way better than we do. So there's a lot there, but I just would simply tell you guys, for everybody who's like, it's not a big deal. I've never heard him in the – since 2015 when he took this job – Say anything about a defensive tackle, a corner, his his left tackle. He's given up too many sacks. He's never said those things. Yeah. Now, to whom uh, you know, there's there's much much pressure now. Obviously, with the quarterback position, he's the guy that's always going to get the heat. But I don't expect the heat to come from the coach after you won a game like that. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Now, it, it, during practice in August or September, when Kirby uh, Kirby has the media availability, and he says, you know, we got we got to work on our pass defense, or you know, he's very vague. He'll say we had really struggled in the trenches. Our offensive line's got. He'll say units. This unit's got to work better. You know, he's Called out wide receivers all season long. He didn't say specific individuals. He just said the wide receiver room. So that's what, did, what did he think about his star defensive player and his performance against Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, how, is, is Keely Ringo out of position, or is Keely Ringo got to play better? Is, are you guys not putting Keely Ringo in a place to be successful? Or is Keely Ringo too not not able to turn his hips and, and follow these receivers? See, that's the thing. And I'm not I'm not I'm not just calling out Keely Ringo. I'm just saying we've all seen it. 850 yards of offense between LSU and this last week. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, especially when you've got a more dynamic offense coming at you in TCU. Let's hear some uh, Kirby Smart talking about the culture at UGA and TCU. I thought this was interesting. They have, uh, I feel like, just reading and listening um, about them, a lot of similarities um, to our kids in terms of the culture created there, um, the way they play, play, the way they believe. Um, You know, I think I saw a stat they have the most – comebacks in, in, in college football, you know, in the fourth quarter. And that that shows what your mental makeup is. Yeah. I, listen, I think he's being nice there. I cannot tell you that a team that won, what, five and seven a year ago and now are 13 and one and in the national championship have the same culture of a team that's been in the SEC championship year after year, had number one recruiting class after number one recruiting class or two or three TCU's not at that level. That This is the right makeup of players, quarterback, coach, system, and they're playing well. 
But I don't think, Mike, the culture is the same at TCU right now that it is at Georgia. You keep talking about this machine and what it's become. If TCU does this and wins the Big 12 the next five years and they're in – then we can have this conversation. Well, don't forget, Sonny Dykes was a guy that it was like a non-story when Sonny Dykes got hired to go to Fort Worth, wasn't it? I it mean, was. He had bounced around, and look, nobody has because Gary Patterson power. was yeah. great, and but Gary Patterson, unfortunately, thinks they they they, 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 they he set a bar and then they couldn't match it up. But I, you know, I looked at you look at the resume. He was at Cal. Nobody does well at Cal, but no, I mean, it's just it's a place where coaching careers go to die. <laughs> Jeff Tedford, him, etc. But in in the case of the TCU. I think the, the story is Dugan. I mean, Max Duggan is just, it's unbelievable what he's gone through in his own way. Yes, he was much more highly recruited. He was a four-star out of high school, as we said to start the show. But the scare with the health, you know, the deal with the heart and the, elect- the electrical issues with his heart. And then then the fact that he, he has a terrible year last year, loses the starting job, mm. and then is able to come back and do the things he's done. That's I mean, that's a story. That's a movie in and of itself. So, and the receivers are athletic. Running backs banged up, but that's a 1,300-yard running back with a bunch of touchdowns. You, you just wonder, you know, and I know the Georgia fans say, look, we didn't play our best game. We beat Ohio State. TCU, come on. I don't know, man. I think this creates its own separate set of uh, issues and problems that we pointed out earlier. Kirby was talking about these national title games being shootouts. And think about it, right? When you've watched mm-hmm. over the last – I mean, since we've gone to this playoff format, here's what Kirby said about uh, being in these games. I certainly think it's hard to play quality defense anymore because I know we try really hard here, and um, I know they do at TCU as well. Joe Gillespie does an unbelievable job, their defensive coordinator, and it just seems that that, that tackling becomes worse as the season goes on, um, and uh, there's more scoring. But I, I don't know what, why that is. I, I've been a part of some unique national championships with uh, the LSU-Alabama ones in, in the rematch that was lower scoring, but outside of that, I've been a part of uh, a lot of shootouts. Yeah, and and I said this years ago. I mean, college football's just changed. Points are going to be scored. It doesn't. You're not holding. You can do it during the season because in your conference, it's a little different, and you have very much much more familiarity. Mike, when you get in these games, these bowl games, go look at these bowl game scores: forty-five, forty-two. It's just points are going to be scored. I think it's more difficult to hold teams down. You're not going to see, you know, 10 to 7 kind of games anymore. And, look, this is still a Georgia team that put all those guys in the NFL, 15 players in the NFL draft, all those, the entire defensive line, linebacker core. So there was going to be at some point, you know, there were going to be some tough matchups. The way they played against Tennessee at home, that was one that certainly that's that's your calling card defensive moment. But the secondary, I mean, you're you're, you're just – it's a sieve right now. You're just not protecting. You're not getting after the quarterback the way you're used to. Again, you, next year you get – the good news is the younger guys got another month of practice. There's, they've reloaded the draft – you know, I should say the recruiting class is coming back. Georgia's not going anywhere. You've actually gotten there. Remember our, our story, you and I, the narrative this season was Alabama's got the upper class and Georgia's got the younger guys. Yeah, yeah. Advantage Alabama. I guess this is another rebuilding year for <laughs> But, yeah, last year, Georgia is 33-18. Bama put 52 on Ohio State. LSU was 42-25, and that game was super close at halftime before, you know, obviously Burrow did his thing. Clemson 44 when they beat Bama in 18. The uh, Georgia game when they lost at Mercedes-Benz was tight, 26-30. But, yeah, those are, that's the outlier. Most of these games, the winning team is in the 40s or higher. Shootouts. And, and remember when the season started, at least two seasons ago, I said if Georgia's not scoring 40 or more, they're not winning the national championship. The year they won the chip, last year, they were averaging 40 or more. I, I, that's where you have to live if you're going to do this, Mike, especially offensively. Stetson Bennett was talking about cleaning up areas where they did not play well against Ohio State. We didn't play well, um, but then there are also stretches where we played really, really well. Um, and, you know, 
no matter you know, that all happened within the game, you know, and it's it's not like um, you know we get less credit because it happened in a certain situation or what, but we just got to clean up those areas um, where we didn't play as clean for a little bit. So what's the most important thing to clean up? Like, is it just Stetson not having that 30-minute stretch where he wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. great? Is it more about getting off the field on third downs? And, you know, because, listen, Ohio State, the thing that they did, Mike, I thought they did really well, they stayed on schedule. They had a bunch of third and shorts. They had chances to throw the ball down the field because of the way that they maneuvered down in distance. And I'm just saying, what, what's the most important thing to clean up? Two things. It's, it's not initially a cleanup, but it's about a guy getting back on the field. you got to remember, guys, as much as Ohio State fans have made the, the belly aching about Marvin Harrison and the shot to the noggin, which took him out with a concussion, you lose Darnell Washington. That is your your offense. Your base offense are two tight ends. They call it they know, the 12 personnel. Brock Bowers, they create all those matchup issues because you've got Browers and you've got Darnell Washington. He was gone. He's out of the game plan. So the good news was for Georgia, the, the wide receiver stepped up. I think that's one less area you worry about. I'll, I'll, I'll make it pass rush. Where Let's just call it pass rush. Where Whether it's Georgia did not have any level of success until they blitzed. And when they blitzed, that's when things changed. So are you going to do that against Dugan? Because Dugan can, uh, Duggan can move around and do some things. As you said, he's a, he's a better runner than Stroud. Well, they'll have – Sonny Dice, well, they will have those, those quarterback draw plays, Mike, those RPOs for him to run specifically. Like, that's part of their offense. Uh, speaking of Sonny Dykes, the coach of TCU, uh, he was talking about, you know, being seventh in the preseason poll in the Big 12 standings, guys. This is why some of this stuff, you know, we always talk about it, right? In July, where we're picking teams, who's going to win. Remember, Alabama was picked to win the SEC again this year, right? And rightfully so. I mean, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, these guys coming back. Here's Sonny Dykes on the disrespect in the Big 12. You know, it's funny. We came out of the – I remember talking to our players who came out of the, the Big 12 preseason press stuff and, and you know we found out that our team was picked seventh in the league and never talked to our players about it. Had a couple of players kind of mention it to me and I just said, look, doesn't matter. You know, it's going to be a long season and it's up to us to, to prove those guys wrong. Um, and it still is. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, there, there are certain elements on this thing. You, Georgia's got a better defense, a better run defense, but TCU's got playmaking. They're ball hawks. You talked about the turnovers yep. they picked up. Both teams have 30 sacks on the button, 30 sacks each. Uh, if you haven't watched TCU, I mean, the first time I really spent a lot of time watching them was that uh, Big 12 championship game against Kansas State in the rematch. They got athletic linebackers. They got a couple, got a bunch of guys with a bunch of sacks on that team. Linebackers are good tackling. So, be interesting to see McIntosh, all the weapons. I, give me more Mac, man. You know me. I want more McIntosh in that game. Yeah, he's an explosive player. More on the dogs coming up. Colonel Riley at 4 o'clock. But when we come back, yeah, man, no man's on the way. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Bo, what is happening? Happy Wednesday. We're almost to the weekend, man. Short week for us coming back mm. on a Tuesday. Feels good. Hope you're doing well. What uh, What did your night look like? Mike and I were talking about those storms. Did they get hit in your area? Yeah, uh, well, it didn't seem anything bad. Uh, there was a, a tree limb down on the – and I was driving out this morning. The gym almost hit that because, you know, it's 6 a.m. in the morning. But you could hear a lot of – thank you. You could hear a lot – it wasn't in the golf cart, though. Um, Should have been. What dedication to his body gets up that early to carve uh, it up? It's unbelievable. Well, actually, I, I, I get up at 5 a.m., Mikey, to work on this show. It's dedication to Dukes and Bell. <laughs> um and then I go at six, but yes, uh, but uh, you, my dog, we, we are, where our house, the way it's located, our backyard is just a forest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not where you can't see, but there's just trees, right? There's no grass, trees, pine straw, and you can hear it, the wind just gusting and the, tw- the trees and everything. And the dog was nervous, so the dog got up, mm-hmm. and so then I got up at five. Dog was like, blank this, let's go downstairs. Yeah. So the dog went with me. And was downstairs. I had to put the dog back. I said, you got to go back to bed. I got to go to the gym because <laughs> you know the animals. How they don't like they don't like the storms. But it it didn't seem like there was any damage. Uh, I haven't heard from anybody in the neighborhood that there was any issues. You know, none of my neighbors texted me and said they had trees down. Chris, um, so we're hey, look, we're in uh we're in mid season form. Already. I was gonna say you're on um, roll here. So so yeah, it seemed all right. And by the way, uh, it said it's listed at seven thirty kick. I got a I got a bag a sack full of crystals that says that game don't start before eight oh five. Oh, I bet you're yeah. probably right. They'll push. Yeah, it. I mean you know the drill. And now it's time for the ESPN Nissan pregame, yeah. pregame, yeah. pregame. Yeah. And now it's time for the launch pregame launch. Yes, <laughs> this crap. I, just, <laughs> so I hate. I mean, I despise pregame. I'm like squid. I literally try to time it right there when it, when toe meets leather. I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't want the anthem. I don't want anything. I just want my football. Last well, last night, real quick, the the only thing that woke me up was the, there was a large thunder. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it happened in Europe, but like that's the only like the storm itself. And I'm glad, knock wood, it wasn't as bad as you know. I, I know Mike was talking about there was a tornado down there in Coweta County. Yeah, um, actually, just a, a literally a mile or two from where the one that struck two years ago. <laughs> Down by just uh, down by White Oak Golf Course, Newton High School, it was about a zero on the Fujita scale, but it's still eighty mile an hour winds. Yeah, it's look, dude, sixty mile per hour winds yeah. will that'll do some yeah. damage. But that, that like literally, <laughs> boom. Yeah, and I was like, what, what was that? Did it shake? Was it the thunder that shook the house? Yes. You sure it wasn't an earthquake? No, it wasn't. That was another time, Bo. Stop it. I mean, I know you, you got those random earthquakes like that only happened in your neighborhood. An earthquake in your house in Cobb County about five years ago. This actually happened, but that was the only thing that woke me up. Yeah, the, the, the big thunder. Yeah, to pick mm. up a lawn chair too. <laughs> hey, by the way, we will rebuild. 
No, man, last night, I, I, I am blessed. I got the best dog ever. You guys see the pictures of Ike. He's got his own Instagram, by the way. Just go to Mike Bell's dog. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I gave him his own thing. But uh, oh, you didn't name it Ike's Instagram. You named it Mike Bell's no, dog. I can't figure out how to get my own my own password and all the crap. I can't figure it out. So it's Ike Mike Bell's dog. That's ah. what the thing's called. Okay. Because you, you, you could show me how to restart the Instagram and create his own thing. Please do. Because I've given up. I tried all. giving you a hard It was time. one day it rained out in Amelia Island. I'm sitting on my phone like, why can't I get my dog his own stupid page? Mm. Anyway, but I digress. <laughs> but Ike is the, the dog. He didn't, get, he didn't get freaked out by the first dog I've ever had done. Thunderstorms. He just looks up, licks his balls, goes back to sleep. Yeah. Uh, so I had small dogs year, year, years ago. And they used to hate storms, to, to Bo's point. Because Bo has a small dog. Mikey's not that small. Mikey's like 25 pounds, but Mikey doesn't. He, he, he'll sleep through anything. So it wasn't an issue for us either, and, and it, it never really has. But I know when people's dogs freak out, Mike, you're lucky. I mean, when they freak, Dad will keep you up all night because they're just a, they're in a panic. I'll give I'll – give, uh, we call our sprinkles to protect her identity. Um, I don't put my dog's name out there like some people. What, are you afraid but, someone's going to kidnap him? Hey, you never know. It's a, it's a screwed up world, Mike. I mean, you know, go see Mike Bell's dog at Instagram. I, hey, Ike um, was a big hit at the 10th anniversary party, pal. <laughs> but to, to her credit, she doesn't like – she wasn't whining, but, but like she starts moving – because obviously she sleeps in the bed. She starts moving. Yeah. And now she's – it's funny because she's wedged herself at the pillow part now where she doesn't normally – and she backs into you. Letting you know that I'm awake, wake up, you know, like it's no. it's just like a it's like a hint more than. Bo, I didn't think I'd talk about this today, and maybe I'll wait because I know you've got some other stuff to get to. But I got to tell you guys this because I, I know this. I've had dogs all my life. For those of you who have dogs in your bed, your sex life suffers. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you flat out, and I didn't think I'd get to this. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned it, and I'm telling you right now. It, your sex life suffers because the damn dog is always in the way no mm-hmm. matter what time of night it is or what time of day it is. And you realize the dog has more control in your bed than you do. And as a matter of fact, it can be a small dog that's in your bed and you can't get it out of the way, <laughs> even when you might think you're going to get some. So I'm just telling you guys, for everybody has dogs in their bed. And if you've got a big dog, right. like Max used to get in the bed with us, forget about it. It was done. I'm not moving him. He's like, I'm asleep. No, he's true. It's you're, true. You're not moving them. Ike's now, he's, he's embedded in the bed, and that's why this uh, New Year's Eve was such a big night to actually have a hotel room. Good good call. Because <laughs> there was nobody in the bed with you. Bingo. Yeah. No, well, happy, happy. You. Joy, joy. All right. Once I, I just put, I wanted to mention that. No, you're right. Once you put him in the bed, it do, it never, you never, never there's the no going back. It's never the same. The genie is out of the bottle, oh. so to speak. And then what does she say? Why are you putting him on the floor? Why do you think? <laughs> Well, move, my, over, big, move over, little dog. The big dog's coming in. Well, that'd be nice, but my dog has got stairs, so she just takes them back up. Yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, Mike talked about how he hates pregame on ESPN. Well, uh, 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 I'm not a big fan of this guy, but he hates ESPN too, Mike. Mm. Um, Chris Sims, who does stuff for uh, Pro Football Talk and NBC Sports, uh, you know, he put it out there that he doesn't know – he doesn't think Jalen Hurts makes them that much better – that they that they could win without him, he, I don't think he meant it quite the slight. He was trying to prove the point, mm-hmm. according to him, that Patrick Mahomes or uh, Josh Allen is more of an MVP candidate, is more to their team. It's understandable that was his argument. We all have opinions, you know, whether they're right or wrong. That's the business we're in. It's funny that ESPN, a company that's notorious for having uninformed, wrong opinions by their <laughs> by their talent, would take shots. So they basically blasted. On their ESPN Sports Center Instagram uh, page, w- basically that you know how wrong Chris Sims was. Well, Chris Sims, 
you know what, guys? I take things better, apparently, than Chris Sims does. You know, again, Jalen Hurts makes them better. I know that. And, like, f*** you, SportsCenter Instagram, for, like, putting it out again for, like, the third time in three weeks. Like, f*** off. Like, really, f*** off ESPN SportsCenter. Like, seriously. They didn't put it out that, that, that in my quote last week after the, the Cowboys game, but they're going to wait to the game yesterday. That's why I hate social media and f*** you, ESPN SportsCenter one more time on the way out. Wow. You wait till it's relevant. You can slam someone. You just you – just... I, I just don't – I just – let's – the right opportunity. Don't, do they have? Do they not make content in there anymore? I mean, damn! Whoa. Stop jocking me, ESPN. Hold well, in the whole context, I, I feel like people Give think me you a went piece out, of your check. Like this was in the MVP <laughs> debate right. context. Like who is most Invite valuable? Invite me to the on team? Sports Center and let's have a <laughs> conversation. If yeah. you want to really get into this Sports wow. Center, invite think? me on ESPN. You scared little babies. Wow. Okay. Now, Chris Sims. Um, first off, unbutton the top button. Okay. What is that about? You look like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> What is that about? Unbutton the, the top button is cut off the circulation of your brain. You had a take. You said, look, Minshew can go in there. They're such a loaded machine. They don't need Hurts. And then, well, guess what? They need Hurts because Hurts is a really good talent, and they finally put some pieces around him. I mean, your father won a Super Bowl, and no one said they won the Super Bowl because of Phil Sims. They won because everybody was around him. Yeah. So, you know, just you, you made a take. It's out there, and it was fun to poke the bear. And you're on this. I got to watch you and, and that piece of crap Florio bloviate about everything on Pro Football Talk. You put yourself out there, so take the hit and get on with your life. Don't sit there and bellyache uh, about it. Wait, Carl, Am I, I wrong? Carl, I know you got a good point because you know Sims. I've always had a – to me, this is karma because you stole Major Applewhite's job because you were <laughs> Phil Sims's kid, you it's, punk. It's supposed, to go to, it's supposed to go to Tennessee, true. by the way. It's supposed to go to UT. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah I know. But Which that, the other UT. That's a great point, yeah. and, and he did. Yeah, Mike, I'm with you on this. And, and listen, you can, you can feel some kind of way about it, but at the end of the day, it's just – was it that big of a deal? Well, he had to go in like that? Like, I don't think it was that much of a be- of a deal for him no. to feel the way he did. I, me- I think I mentioned it with Rob on Friday. We, or we talked about it on, Mo- on Tuesday. We mentioned that Sims had gone in on this uh, ridiculous rant. And you know, when, like, when you throw it out there, you step in it. People are going to have fun with it. Absolutely, they are. It's a lot of F-bombs, though. I mean, Loosen that, up, Francis. That that was a tirade. <laughs> it was. Like, off. Yeah, it really was. Come Can on. He- you're a national uh, broadcaster, for God's sakes. Where's your pride, Willie? Really? <laughs> no, I guess you can do that on a podcast, though. You can drop some F-bombs. And that was on a podcast, right? Yeah, that was either on the on. It wasn't on NBC. I <laughs> well, I, I don't know. You know that, that pro football talk is only aired online. So I mean, because nobody wants to watch, and nobody wants to hear Mike Florio bloviate, as you said, Mike. Well, you well said by you. I, I say we get, we put the Sims kids and Chris Collinsworth. Um, it, it's highly accelerated, not as good as he job he has, kid up there, and they all they all just you know, you know, cuss out everybody. I can't stand the whole Sims thing. Sims stole Apple White's job. Chris Collinsworth's kid has gotten elevated for doing nothing. Mm. I mean, he he's you want to talk you want to talk about like we talk about coaches getting accelerated for no reason. Yeah, let's talk about broadcasters for a second. Uh, because, here we go. I mean, look, you got a soapbox because I'm about to jump on it. Because what the hell is Chris Collins? I don't even know Chris Collinsworth's kid's first name. And I'm in the business. What has he done he to deserve at, an NBC yeah, job? Yeah, he play, I mean, I got to be honest with you. He, he played it at, at uh, Notre Dame. And he has completely climbed on his dad's coattails. It's the most disgusting display of nepotism. <laughs> because if you don't like Collinsworth, he sounds exactly you, like Collinsworth. How did you say it? It's the most disgusting display of nepotism I've ever seen. Because, and this is another thing. You know, we want it. We I'm want, glad you're saying this and, and not me. And I'll say this. Um, in a society where, you know, Lord knows we know the white guy on TV. You know, uh, 
you can say there's a lot of folks out there that are better qualified, that had better careers, that actually uh, did something, and that might be more qualified to speak than Chris Collinsworth's freaking kid yeah. who was on ESPN for like a minute before he jumped right to NBC, well, which is a progression nobody makes in this business. Well, hmm. what about Mike Golick Jr., who got yeah. a job at yep. taking over for his dad? Yep. How the hell do you get that job? What You were a, a half-assed center at Notre Dame. <laughs> you weren't even that good. Yeah. You guys are going in today. Well, you know, you know how I feel it. about nepotism. It <laughs> drives me crazy. Hey, it's, it's real. Trust me. Yeah. It, you know, this you is know our who business. is good, though? Noah Eagle. Ian Eagle. Sir. No, he's worked hard. He's actually really good. He's, and he's yeah. worked hard. I, now, I agree. He's I worked agree. hard. I agree. There are guys who have gone their own way and tried to, to build it and do it their way. I, I don't disagree. But to Mike's point, and, and uh, what is his first name, by the way? Do we know his first name? I don't know, Skip or Colin or something. <laughs> Jack Collins? Thank you. Jack. Jack we're original name, Chris Collins. But he really even sounds like his dad. You know what I mean? He even has the same voice. Well. And I don't, I'm not annoyed by Collinsworth. I think he's funny, but people despise him because he always pokes the Falcons. But the kid, that's everything that's wrong with this business, okay? Everything. Well, in that, a nutshell. That's everything. That, kid's got, that guy's got no – I will put – you know what, Squid Billy? I'm jumping in the deep end. This kid's got no business being on NBC on a Sunday night. No business in God's green earth. Well, I'll tell you who does have business in your Sunday night, and that's the fire shower from the W Sauce. Put it on your Sunday night meal. It'll make it better. You go over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you. And by the way, guys, all your CBD needs, get over to GeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10. Get 10% off your CBD and Georgia's finest CBD. Turtle, we don't do nepotism on this show. Hit Mr. Squid's music. I enjoyed that, guys. Thank you. No, it's funny. I just, it's it's always every I, I every time I see him, I'm like, I cannot find the remote fast enough. Where is it? Where is it? It's under the dog. Give me the remote. It's hard. You can find that dog's picture on Mike's dog's Instagram. <laughs> it's hard. All right, man. Coming up, Connor Riley, Dog Nation. Is the edge to Georgia at the quarterback position going into the national championship, or do you give the edge a little bit to TCU? We're going to ask Connor Riley that and much more coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.